remote and mob, two hard nuts to crack at once. How do you do that with the setup? Now, this question I will ask my guest and we'll find some answers for that later today. Hi, my name is Peter Kofler. I am the code cop. Obviously, I'm fanatic about clean code, and for many years, I tried hard to develop quality software. Eventually, I had to change my motto to developing quality software developers. In this podcast, I will answer questions about facilitation, hosting, and participation of code retreats, and any kind of hands-on session in general. If you have any questions regarding your code retreat, please send me an email or leave me a comment. Today, I'm talking to Harald Reingruber. Software crafter in visual computing and mob programming advocate. Hi, Harald. Hi, Peter. So in the previous question, you you said that it's a mob, but it's also remote. That sounds like two hard nuts to crack at once, right? Yeah. So, so how's, how, how do you do that with the setup? Because I know from remote pairing that even for pairing, sometimes the setup, like on the machines, which programs do is, is, is problematic. So... So how did you do that? So, um, in my opinion, having a cloud instance where the mob is working on is usually the best because you have the the internet connection is not the bottleneck. Uh, the internet connection in the cloud is really fast. So we use TeamViewer or AnyDesk, which are free for non-commercial usage, and that works really well. So, which is nice, it doesn't depend on your internet connection, and especially as many people are now joining from from their home network, sometimes you don't have a really powerful internet connection. Mm -hmm. But it can also be um, some work setting it up. So if you're already a little bit familiar with the cloud, it's not that difficult and you can easily start multiple instances if you want to host multiple mobs and it just costs a couple of of euros for for like half a day or even a whole day yeah and there are some instructions online um like there is a configuration script you know, install script for windows on from luan falco and i'm also working on a uh, set up a uh, script for also for Linux as well, as we work on open source, of course. But if you if you don't want to go that road, I really like VS Code Live Share. The disadvantage is so it's it's really fast. You can invite others join your VS Code workspace, but you might need screen sharing as well because you don't see external applications. So if you like. It's, it's if somebody is researching some something in a browser, it's nice if the others see as well what you are looking at. Usually, we use live share together with the video conferencing tool with the screen sharing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's your first two options. Yeah. Physically. I like the idea of the instance, but I wasn't able like to get one up and running quickly. So you say there are like uh, scripts ready where I could just have a new instance, one click instance or something. It's not yet one click, I would say, but you, you start the Windows machine um, and then you paste a, a command in the PowerShell, which executes a script. 
and then you might have some additional steps. So you might have to adjust your the script to to install the things you need as well. It's it's almost one click, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I will put the the link to some stuff. Uh, the script that sounds really promising. Uh, maybe if this evolves, then an instance could really be one click or. Or predefined images already with a standard setup, like have mm. a Java Eclipse, have a Java IntelliJ a community or something like that. Yeah. that. That would be cool. Um, but let's say like now during an event, uh, you said you had two mobs or you could have four mobs. So how as a facilitator can you work with them? Because they're like on different remote machines. They're not even here, so how do you do that? Yeah, so if you use Zoom, then the breakout room feature is really nice. Usually it's good to have a mix of um, experience level. In the mob retreat, we ask the people for um, that they add the level of of their TDD experience um, to the name, and then we assign them to have a good mixture from beginners and very experienced people in each mob. It's uh, one way to have to to establish uh, uh, some kind of mixture of experience. And if you have a video conferencing tool which doesn't have breakout rooms, you would probably need to create meetings for each mob and then um, the people join the link of their mm-hmm. mobs mm-hmm. conference. Yeah, so, so and and then you as facilitator, you are cycling through this through these uh, meeting rooms. Yeah, exactly. Um, in mob retreats, we usually do it this way. For our meetups on working on open source project, it's still something we are also trying to figure out at our meetup. I would prefer to have a, dedica- a dedicated facilitator for each mob because it has the advantage that the facilitator completely understands what was mm-hmm. happening. And if you're cycling and moving from breakout room to breakout room, it could be that you, um, yeah, you, you join them, observe maybe for one or two minutes, and then you try to offer some input or some ideas. But you don't you don't know what happened before. I, I agree. It's, you don't it's want like to, harder than you don't so. want to interfere if they are solving it on their own. So mm-hmm. I would say it's still good um, joining and see if I don't know if if something if they are really struggling. But if they are not really struggling, then I guess you would uh, let them self-organize, which also works well in the mob. You have often uh, experienced people and they will figure out uh, very often on their own. So if you can, I I like the idea of having uh, one facilitator for each mob, but if you, that's also might be difficult to have the number of facilitators in at once. Mm Are you changing the teams or is it like the same team for a whole day working in, in the sessions? Yeah, during the mob retreat, we ask yeah. after each round uh, for one well, volunteer moving to another mob. 
Okay. Also so to experience a, um, yeah. a little bit of variation. I mean, first of all, some, for some people it might be interesting. So each mob uh, decides uh, all work on the same cutter, mm-hmm. and each mob decides which language they want to use. So it gives the opportunity to pe- to participants who would like to see how others are doing to, mm-hmm. to join other sessions with different people and different programming languages and it also gives the experience of onboarding new team members and getting them up to speed which might be an interesting use case if you if you do more programming in other scenarios well that makes sense though because it's like for a mob it's a common common thing that someone joins or leaves and so why not have it during the retreat then i should try to join the next event yeah sure. absolutely. It sounds all very interesting awesome harald uh thank you for this uh, discussion you're welcome <laughs> this is all for this episode i'm peter kofler and i wish you luck with your next coded read or hands-on workshop if you have any questions regarding your coded read please send me an email or leave a comment I'm looking forward to hear from you about how your event went. Coded treats are awesome. Let's have more of them. <laughs>